Welcome to Tactical Permaculture. I've worked on projects ranging from the poorest to richest clients, from inner cities to suburbs to farmlands to remote wilderness, from the eco-war front lines to celebrity backyards. In over 25 years of service to the earth and the community of life, I've learned that in the fight for sustainable survival, growing is half the battle. Go to tacticalpermaculture.com for more info. You gotta train for me Because I'm training for you We gotta love, love And revolution to do You better train for Episode 30, Rediscovering the Ancient Primitive Technology of Cupped Hands, originally published August 19th, 2022. I'm, I'm following up tonight uh, from last week with more adventures in capturing rainwater. And um, this time I, I had the opportunity to experience this primordial technology of the cupped hands that you would normally use in the modern world to maybe splash water on your face um, just in the bathroom with the sink in the morning or or whatever just there's or maybe to cup your hands to get to get soap um, if it's liquid soap and then rub rub that together and there's just there there's still there's still a few modern circumstances where where those cupped hands are um, are still are still in use maybe um, yeah somebody if they if they want to share their their bag of snacks or something like that and that's a way to to get a a little portion um so it's 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 kind of a quaint a quaint technology but um for me it was it came into effect as I was getting down to um the the limits of 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 ba- using literally a, a a galvanized small bucket or pail and actually just bailing water out of a catchment area and once it got to a point where that was not efficient but I did not want to spare any of it if I could get as much as I could and I I was able to um to just instantly at that point intuit cupping the hands together and that gave me the ability to really get a fine fine grained uh last sort of um the last almost all i mean i it, it, there was still you know a tiny bit left but but i was surprised how effective it was just cupping hands and as i was doing that and it was for a good 10 minutes or so to get the last bit and um it really it really was a profound experience of of just connecting with the most um the most primordial 
tool-making impulse um, that's a an application of the of of what we what we inherit as our our bodies and the way that they're evolved and or designed or however you want to think about it but it certainly is a certainly is a a set of instructions that are followed in order for this sort of 3D printout of a bio body suit to to emerge out of out of the elements on earth and um a lot of highly technical things obviously are happening autonomically i mean just the way the eyes focus and track and move and all of the just the grace of, of all the ergonomics and the the ability to stand upright and opposable thumbs i mean there are some serious seriously uh remarkable and um <laughs> borderline miraculous maybe is a fun way to say it but i i think pretty profound pretty amazing pretty awe inducing um just mechanical built in out of the box no manual needed no innovation needed sort of um tools of just the body itself but as an anthropology student it was very it was very uh formative for me in my my critiques of modern technology getting into the studies of the most ancient um human tool technologies yeah it's interesting to think about what some of those tools have been and and how far how far we have come in ways that you may not normally measure which is like I think something I think that the figure was if I'm remembering correctly I think the figure was something like uh by approximately 30,000 years ago uh, this is just this is an old an old figure if from my memory it may be updated by now and I may be totally off but it's at least worth noting that maybe a way to say it is that um using only stone age technologies our ancestors were able to fan out across every terrestrial ecosystem on the planet and find a way to eke out an existence and survive and live um relatively harmoniously with with stone age with stone tools and um as the as the most sophisticated or the most complex tools uh in in the assemblages but a lot of the stuff doesn't get preserved such as satchels that may have been made and some feminist anthropologists have argued that most likely some of the first implements to be designed and made were were baby carrying satchels that would not have been preserved as fossils um they would have just composted essentially maybe there are places where certain soil conditions or 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 other geologic factors have preserved uh non-fossil artifacts to where there's more evidence of that but i would tend to uh favor that hypothesis that we would be fashioning things out of skins and 
and, and fibers and whatnot um, for different purposes. Obviously things like gourds for drinking and whatnot. Um, but, uh, but yeah, me there after another beautiful epic rain event, um, really having those, um, dreamy fantasy moments of, of feeling, feeling free and independent and secure by living in harmony or living in, in a, in a cadence with the elements to where I'm, I'm intelligently harvesting from abundance that comes in cycles and I'm just sort of surfing these time cycles that I'm learning on a site been here for over a year now and um, and getting to really get better at anticipating things and just optimizing and, and, and really course correcting my strategies and so to to behold that moment something that I've dreamed of for so long of being fully off grid and, and off road and and starting to to um, reverse the, the 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 imbalance towards a balance of of living off of and living in harmony with and, and living uh, and subsisting within the within real time solar budget, i.e., not using fossil fuels and um, living by my circadian rhythms and and harvesting the rain when it comes and timing the, the the cycles of the nursery and the plantings and knowing what will make it through the winter, what will make it through the summer, when I got to do this, when I got to do that, and adding all those those strat- tactics and strategies together and getting them optimized uh, to levels to where it becomes just part of the of the routines that span for years and um and there goes the coyotes which is great um so yeah just being there with the cupped hands and i feel like this could have been a hundred thousand years ago two hundred thousand years ago it could be a hundred two hundred thousand years in the future and and being able to cup hands and harvest water in that way. <laughs> Once upon a time, it was safe in this world to actually drink fresh water get, under certain circumstances, but uh, the contamination levels are so high, even of rainwater, I wouldn't trust drinking rainwater unfiltered or unboiled, um, purified or filtered and, and purified. It would be a broader way of saying it. But um, yeah, it's a real trip to be in a, in a situated where I feel like I have um, I've with luck and skill put myself in a situation where a lot of the madness and a lot of the catastrophe and atrocity, natural and human-made disasters uh, are 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 just well buffered by by the topography by the, the the dispersal of the population density which is 
which is the lowest I've ever had the pleasure of living in. <laughs> Never been so um, pleasantly um, buffered from from densely crowded areas. And it really, it really does make me just continue to reflect on my my earlier life um, utopian fantasies about going back to the land and, and living this way. And, um, you know, usually that would have involved, you know, a land project of 10 to 20 or more crazy train hopping, punk rock, scavenging, squatting, crusty hippies that were somehow between somebody's somebody's um, taboo trust fund and somebody's hustles and somebody's sex work and somebody's day job, somebody's tech job. People were able would be able to scrounge up enough money to put put at least a down payment on some acreage where they could start doing permaculture farming, and that's the sort of collective back to the land utopian eco-anarchist tribal experience that I was always a part of and that always seemed to be fleeting due to the ephemeral romantic relationships or just the the allure of city life and people really not not really being able to fully disengage from that um, and then it's only gotten worse and people have only gotten more fragmented because back in my day those back to the land scouting collectives that were trying to raise money and save money and hold it together and try to escape and get free. We were not all addicted to apps and smartphones and crypto and NFTs and meme stocks and uh, game consoles and, and internet cancellation campaigns and trolling and influencers and selfies, uh, you know, <laughs> the the tyranny of the short form wasn't even a thing and so many distractions now now it's the children of that of my of, of my generation of back to landers that are even more a, a way of of shackling my generation to to their atomized urbanized um sort of um, hamster wheel rat race experiences so it's a not a lot of us that had that dream of getting back to the land actually made it and I, and I think to myself you know relatively often now where I'm at being like wow I'm one of the few people who actually kept the dream alive but in order for that dream to come alive I ended up having to be a lone wolf and I'm probably not the only one but it's a real. It's really sad because it's it's. <laughs> I, you know, I miss those folks, of course. Um, I'm not. I'm not. Uh, I don't feel. I mean, I feel very, um, very mature and grateful to have solitude and I feel like the, the, the my spiritual mission that I'm on is very much one where I, th I think it's important that I that I am a bit of a hermit 
um, somewhere between exile and hermitage. Um, but, but I do miss them. I do miss the synergy and the sense of bonding and safety and having each other's back. And, and, and it's a real trade-off because while I appreciate aspects of solitude, I also often painfully discover how limiting that is because if, if I, whatever injuries and illnesses that do arise, they're, they're infinitely more terrifying when you have no one having your back or able to help you or anything. So that there's a chilling effect on just like, I don't even want to do a lot of a, a lot of I don't want to do a lot of intense martial arts training which I'm used to doing or or go even running or anything because the the any potential of an of a preventable sort of injury of any kind it, it would be so catastrophic it could be lethal so that means I have to I, I I've been joking in my head I'm like yeah this would be a a, a, a serious um, sort of parody um parody book title of being like uh the this is a, this is a joke on myself people have said the word that, that that in the 80s there were a lot of people that 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 could be described as ninja fantasists because there was this explosion of the the ninja mystique throughout the films of the 80s and uh and certainly I am definitely a ninja fantasist uh, with the rest of them. And um, I can say that, to my credit, I have trained with skilled ninjutsu practitioners, but I would not call myself on any, in any way, shape, or form a, a bona fide ninja. But I definitely am a ninja fantasist because you can be an anything fantasist. But... <laughs> but it is a, it is kind of a funny thought that uh given how how constrained my literally my yeah my the 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 range of of activities that i can do under these austere conditions of solitude uh i i make the joke i'm like yeah hardcore badass ninja warrior and then the colon, and then the subtitle is the Tai Chi years. You know, it's like, yeah, you're, you're hard training, pounding things and, and, and kicking things and doing jump spin kicks and all kinds of daredevil stuff. Uh, those days are at least on hold, if not if not over and uh I don't have like arthritis or I don't have I mean I have some occasional back issues but uh I'm pretty pretty yeah I feel like I'm in great shape but I'm definitely trying to keep movement very slow and very controlled and um and just even things like yeah you could hop off of a little ledge that's only a couple feet high and no problem normally but if you lose footing at all it's just now it's like anything that isn't at a tai chi pace uh to be to generalize the pace of tai chi 
puts me at huge risk for even a slight injury, which is compounding with, with how it can affect my ability to take care of myself under these conditions. So in a way, it's an extreme form of training in that the sort of the freedom and the wherewithal that that I could take for granted, I realized how many things I took for granted in being in, in, in civilization where even if you even if you were kind of a loner, you're still gonna get someone's gonna call nine one one to shut your ass up if you're screaming loud enough for them to hear it, you know? Even if they takes them an hour and it's the thousandth person to walk by who does it chances are you're going to get scooped up um and and even if you are dead broke and have no insurance they'll do something to to uh, address your airways breathing and circulation and then (laughs) you know make sure you're you're alive but um but yeah, it's it's a, it's humbling, and I just want to take these uh, these more personal episodes, taking a break from from political analysis. Although some things are definitely hard to resist commenting on at the moment, I don't think I'll be able to resist too much longer. Part of it is that until the heat breaks, and I'm sleeping normally again. <laughs> and I don't feel tortured by the sun. Um, I'm just, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm extremely to the core, sort of cooked and uh, and exhausted to where I don't have a lot of uh, spare verbal. Uh, amperage to uh to address a lot of the the current events um but i'm certainly studying a lot of things and expanding my horizons so when i do get back to some deeper uh deeper episodes looking at synthesizing what i've been studying um it'll it'll it will be pretty epic and um So yeah, keeping these a little bit shorter and just highlighting some of the some of the experiences that come along. Highlighting the the sense of gratitude for when there is a bit of a rain, even if it's just for a half an hour. The moisture in the air and the the moisture on the ground, it it sucks some of that night heat out of the air, and and it's and and it's allowed me just that factor has allowed me to have a few a couple few nights out of the last couple of months or more of having. This heavily, very shallow, very constantly interrupted sleep of it being so hot that my body cannot drop the drop the the temp the core temperature enough to get into REM sleep, very 
very um, consistently and, and, and deeply so that I'm just um, sort of tortured throughout the night. And I say, I don't say that lightly because I really do think about like, wow, if somebody, if someone wanted me to like crack and tell them some secret and they fucking put me out here, I, and, and, and by telling them that secret, they would have fucking got me out of here. Uh, I would have cracked a long fucking time ago, but there is no secret and there's nobody fucking putting me out here to try to get me to give up a secret. I put myself out here. And I and I'm and I'm here to avoid the uh, the madness of the city, stay alive, and avoid uh, avoid all number of infections, and, and to keep my crypto bag safe during a bear market. So, under those conditions, there is no there is no uh, tapping out and and and. And going back to some air-conditioned place like that does not exist. It's just me, this place, and my adaptive strategies to survive climate change. And I have been sharing those um, those epic uh, low-tech uh, projects. And uh, hopefully, given this blessed bit of clouding and rains that have given me a few nights of sleep, I will. I will claw back my sanity and uh, and be able to formulate thoughts and do, do longer form podcasts again sometime soon. Wish me luck and take very good care and stay cool and stay safe. Peace. Cheers. Oh,